could the Denver Broncos offense add another wrinkle to the mix with the reintroduction of Greg Dulcich? There's a possibility. We'll take a look at that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Could DJ Greggy D be back this weekend for the Denver Broncos offense against the Detroit Lions? There is a possibility that could be true. We'll break it all down on today's brand new episode, Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day every single day. Just a reminder, you can get this podcast every single day, all year long, for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate all the everydayers out there, and shout out to all of those who make us your first listen of the day every single day. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports. Joined alongside, as always, by Sarah Bettinger, site expert, predominantly orange.com here Today's episode of Lockdown Broncos brought to you by our friends over there at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockdownNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockdownNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Sarah, a little bit of an interesting development as we went about practice this week in Dove Valley. I was at Wednesday's practice and obviously Thursday's in Dove Valley as the Broncos prepare for Saturday's matchup against the Detroit Lions, and I was honestly shocked to see number 80 back in the mix, helmet on, doing stuff in team stretch, doing stuff in individual drills, and he was a full participant overall in practice. The Broncos have officially officially designated Greg Dulcich to return from injured reserve, which means that his 21-day window is officially open, and there is a possibility he could return here on Saturday against the Detroit Lions. This is a good development here for Denver potentially. And also with four games left on the season, Sarah, this could help the Broncos offense take that next step that they've been missing so far. It absolutely could, especially because Greg Dulcich really helps in the area where the Broncos are already good offensively, right? Which is pushing the ball vertically downfield. We saw Lucas Kroll finally get involved in the offense against the LA chargers on a play that I think it was, it was very similar. I know it's different offenses, different year and everything, but kind of felt like remember that Dulcich play against the chargers in Los Angeles last year. So kind of a little, maybe a little teaser for what is to come there. But I love that Greg Dulcich is coming back and I've seen on Twitter, all the jokes from people, which are, really not uh it's not really a funny joke to make about a guy getting injured and you know wondering how many snaps Dulcich is actually going to be back for we're optimistic yeah. I'm optimistic Cody that he's going to be able to stay back after all this it sounds like from Sean Payton like he was flying around trying to figure out like mm-hmm. what is the cause of the repeat issues there going on and maybe figure out ways to stay on the field a little bit longer here for Dulcich so I'm really excited about this because I think it really, like I said, it really helps the Broncos where they're already strong. He's such a good vertical threat in the passing game. And when you have guys like we've seen Jerry Judy, he's at least, even if he didn't make those plays against the Chargers, he was getting open downfield. Cortland Sutton, he's always he's always down there somewhere. You know, screw it, just throw it up. And then Dulcich now, those guys all can be vertical threats in the passing game. So I feel really good about his potential inclusion in the offense, Cody. And I'm excited to see. It's been nine weeks since we last saw him on the field, roughly, against the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday night football back in week six. So big potential infusion of talent and speed in that vertical passing game for the Broncos offense. 
Yeah, and look, I think it's a wrinkle that Denver hasn't had. It makes them not one-dimensional, as you and I have talked about here on the show. And, and look, I just want to vent about one thing that just frustrates the hell out of me. You're were, you were right there. Like, I posted the video of, of Greg Dulcich doing the blocking drill, right? And someone's like, oh, I bet you he hurts himself in one play. Like, well, what's wrong with fans? Fan, Like, if you're a fan, why are you like that? I understand that. Yeah, you know, a player not being able to play, a player who's dealing with injuries, it's unfortunate. But you guys act like Greg Dulcich is the type of guy who's just like, I'm going to go get hurt today. Like, come on, folks. Like, that's the one thing about fan behavior that just pisses me off, Sarah. I, I, I can't stand it. it. It gets me fired up on social media when people say ignorant stuff like that. Let Greg be. Like, Greg wants to be out there. Greg's trying his hardest. And the reality is I think fans are just way too toxic when it comes to players who are injured. I just I can't stand it. That peeves me to death there. But anyways, here's what I think the Broncos offense can absolutely benefit from here. And, and maybe how it could help the Broncos offense find that wrinkle they haven't had. I mean, think about it, Sarah. In, in training camp, Sean Payton talked about how Dulcich could be the joker in his offense. We haven't seen the offense. We haven't seen the joker in this offense at all here in 2023. And all of a sudden now, teams, defenses are now going to have to say, okay, hey, when we game plan this week, now they're putting number 80 back in. We don't have much of a sample size of him inside Sean Payton's offense. He's obviously an athletic guy. He's a guy that can hurt us, but they don't know necessarily what he can actually do to them just yet. That's where I think Denver's offense can have a little bit of an advantage here. If they can capitalize on it, if Russell Wilson can conform to the standard and obviously keep being as efficient as he has been, Greg Dulcich could be a game changer here for Denver's offense. When you talk about teams not knowing how to game plan against him, Cortland, Jerry, and some of the other things that Denver's going to do. I'm excited about this. Like Troutman, everybody knows. Like Troutman, hey, he's not a guy that's going to hurt you in the passing game unless he's just wide open like he was against the Chargers. Ultimately, Greg Dulcich is a guy that can hurt you anywhere as an inline tight end, offset as a wing underneath the formation in the slot on the outside. It changes the dynamic of how defenses now have to play the Broncos, especially if they put Dulcich on the outside, Cortland in the slot. And if you had a twins formation, how do you how do you stop that? How do you maybe counteract against that? Very, very difficult. I would not like that, but I'm very excited to see if Dulcich can play this week here. Against the Detroit Lions, if not, maybe we'll see him Christmas Eve. There is that 21-day window, though, so the next three weeks are going to be very paramount, and especially if Denver takes care of business this week, the conversation changes entirely in the direction of the season here. But when we talk about players returning from injury like Dulcich, we also have to talk about maybe a player who is in jeopardy of missing Saturday's game here. Safety, P.J. Locke was a DMP. If Denver would have practiced on Tuesday, he would have been a DMP. If they would have practiced on, I mean, they practiced on Wednesday. We didn't see him out there was a DMP, a neck designation here. There's a real good chance he does not play on Saturday, Sarah. And that's not good news for the Broncos, which to me, I don't know if this is something that came after the game because he finished the game. He got that sack on fourth and long. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's missed the last two practices and as the time we're sitting down recording this, Friday's practice hadn't even began yet. So for me, it's just oh, this is a concern once again at the safety position and also including and factoring in if he doesn't go, it's going to be Delarian Turner Yell who's going to have to step in at safety. Yeah, and they're going to have to really help him out with the communication aspect. I know we saw Delarian Turner Yell getting, I think he got a couple snaps, Cody. I saw him out there against the Chargers defensively. In the dime so, package. In the dime package, yeah. So maybe some confidence building from him there. I think as you see the rest of the defensive unit having success, like Delarian Turner yell, unfortunately he was out there and part of it when the Broncos defense kind of really struggled early on this season. And he was 
unfortunately one of those guys that seemed to be playing the worst out of the few that they had that were really playing poorly but you have an opportunity now to bounce back right you necessarily don't want to see him out there with you if you can have pj Locke or even kareem jackson but delarian turner yo we know he plays a physical brand of football as well he's made some plays on special teams hey who knows what what could happen in this game against the lions if the communication is better if he feels more comfortable with the scheme if he feels more comfortable about his placement and positioning back there could be a little bit of a resurgence for him and he'll probably have a chip on his shoulder to prove that he belongs out there a little bit more we'll see how it all plays out here for denver as well and look if if greg dulcich does get activated this week and plays they'll have to make a roster spot for him we have yet to hear anything about nick benito his knee injury, Sean Payton in his press conference when asked about injured reserve said no, but I don't think he was saying no, he's not going to go on injured reserve. I just, Sean Payton's never going to give us updates here. So if you have to put Dulcich up, you have to make a move. We have not seen Nick Benito so far this week as he continues to deal with the knee injury. So we're awaiting word on all that action here. We'll have you updated here. Lockdown Broncos. Also, milehighsports.com and predominantlyorange.com with all the updates that you need around your favorite Denver Broncos. Sarah Bettinger, myself, we have you covered at those sites, respectively. One thing we are going to dive deep into is our players to watch for in Saturday's game on offense and defense as they take on the Detroit Lions. You're going to get all that action here on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Today's Lockdown Broncos podcast is brought to you by our friends over there at LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than 1 billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. It's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses that get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or the resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive. It's quick and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I'm going to tell you why Jerry Judy is going to have a bounce back week here in week 15. And we're going to talk about our players to watch both offensively and defensively in this game against the Detroit Lions. But want to say thank you and give a shout out to every single one of you that listens to Locked On Broncos every single day right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, free and available everywhere that you listen to podcasts, as well as available to watch on YouTube, where if you subscribe to Cody and I on the show here and you comment on the shows on YouTube, you like the shows there, it really helps us and we really greatly appreciate it. And we appreciate every single one of you in Broncos country for making us part of your day, however you choose to do so. If we're on your commute to work or from home from work, or if you're on the treadmill, if you're walking around the grocery store, however you choose to listen to the show and make us part of your day, it means the world to us. And Cody, I think we do need to talk about our players to watch in this game, but also, hey, if you're listening to this, if you're watching on YouTube, drop it in the comment section who you are watching for in this game, specifically on both sides of the ball. I'm going to kick it to you, though, Cody. I teased one of mine here, but I know you've got a couple of different guys. Who are your players to watch in this game against the Detroit Lions? Well, you know, I think if we would have had, if we have clarity, like if we knew as the time we're sitting down recording this, if Greg Dulcich was going to play, I would say Greg. Uh, but I'm going to go with the guy that's just been on an absolute tear here. And we're on 
double-digit watch continuation here in terms of receiving touchdowns. Cortland Sutton is going to be my player to watch because you know what? Like Russell Wilson, I'm saying the same thing. F it. Cortland Sutton's down there somewhere. And it was really cool because the Broncos Instagram social media team, they posted that same exact narrative and phrase and Russell Wilson shared it, which is great. I love seeing that with it, but it's, that's kind of become the, the bit now, like F it. Cortland's down there somewhere. Let's just throw it up and he's going to go get it. I, I'm going to watch that because I, I did see something as well. Like they're, the Detroit Lions cornerbacks, it's not their strong suit here, Sarah. Obviously, they have Cam Sutton, who I think has been a pretty good cornerback consistently throughout his career, but he they're struggling in Detroit. I mean, we talk about it. They're allowing 30-plus points per game, almost 30 points per game, 29.8 if we're being specific. And even last week, we saw the Chicago Bears capitalize on carving them up a little bit through the air, especially on a free play. On fourth and 13, they gave a wide-open touchdown to the Bears and Justin Fields here. Cortland Sutton is a dynamic playmaker at the wide receiver position that I think is going to give this Detroit Lions secondary some challenges. And now let's say hypothetically, if Dulcich gets introduced there, let's say Dulcich is carving guys up early on and they had the defense adjusted to try to stopping him. Well, then there leaves more one-on-one opportunities. Having a healthy, balanced offense for Denver's offense, I think overall creates more one-on-one opportunities more chances to take advantage. And look, if they try to take away Cortland Sutton, other guys are going to eat. So now it's a perfect segue into asking you about your player to watch here on the offensive side of the ball for the Broncos offense. Yeah, I'm going with Jerry Judy this week. And I think that obviously we saw him have a really bad game against the Chargers last week. And it was it was rough because of the anticipation going in. You could feel that the Broncos were going to involve him more. You heard Sean Payton talk about how he has multiple chances throughout the game that maybe he's not getting the ball on these these open chances. And then to see him not capitalize on the opportunities that he was given I'm sure it was way more frustrating for him than it was for any of us watching the game, Cody. But at the same time, look, you got an opportunity now to bounce back, like you said, against a Detroit Lions defense that has struggled, for lack of a better term. They've Obviously, they've given up 29.8 points per game since their bye week. Pass defense, been a real struggle for them, and the main reason for that is injuries on that back end. So you expect these Broncos receivers, Cortland Sutton, who is absolutely dominating at the catch point right now. And Jerry Judy, who we know he can get open consistently. You expect those guys to dominate in a game like this. And so hopefully the Broncos are able to scheme situations where we can see the, the productivity increase for this passing attack. And I think watch Jerry Judy, hopefully have a bounce back week this week against the lions. Well, speaking of your player to watch, we got some locker room footage from a media session that we were able to do. I captured this uh, overall on Wednesday's practice. Jerry Judy kind of reflecting a little bit about Sunday's game and his mindset is pretty good. He acknowledged, like, you know, just got to make plays, got to finish. Here's what he had to say. Just got to secure that catch, make that catch, and um, that's it. Other than that, you know, I was running great routes. Um, I just got to finish. He does. I mean, that's that's really it, Cody. When you get the opportunity to make plays, it can really be the difference in how the entire course of the rest of the game goes, the domino effect, the butterfly effect, so to speak, right? So, Jerry, he, yeah. he's getting opportunities. Can he make the plays? I think he can. I think there was a saying back in the day in NFL Network and when Deion Sanders was doing the, the primetime, like, let's go primetime, he says – if you ball, you get the call. Well, if you get the call, you got a ball here. And I'm saying that here for Jerry Judy this week. Let's take a look now at the Broncos defensive side of the ball. I'm going to give my pick here. Patrick Sertan, right? You, you talk about this offense at Detroit has they have really good wide receivers. Obviously, Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be the top guy that comes to mind 
but Josh Reynolds cannot be overlooked. Josh Reynolds reminds me a lot of Nico Collins in many ways, shape, and forms about how he plays, how he produces here. It's going to be a challenge here. He's my guy. We actually have some locker room stuff as well when we did an interview with Patrick Sertani. talked about the Detroit Lions offense and his overall thoughts when watching them on film. Here's what he had to say. I think they got a very balanced attack. Um, they're great in the run game and the pass game. So uh, we got to hone in on that and study uh, crucially on that for sure. Yeah, they, they have a lot of guys that can hurt you, right? Obviously at the wide receiver position as well as at the tight end position with Sam Laporta. There no no Iowa bias coming from me, Cody. The guy's just falling <laughs> out this year, right? So, uh, but they have weapons at every every spot, including the running back position, where those guys are dynamic threats out of the backfield as well. So, I think Pat Sertan summed it up best when he said they're balanced, right? And that's exactly what you expect from the Lions. You expect them to be able to rely on a lot of different guys, whether it's the possession receiver, Amon Ross St. Brown, whether it's kind of the secret weapon, like you mentioned, Josh Reynolds, or the speed guy, Jamison Williams, the tight end, you know, Sam Lip with the running backs. I mean, they've got weapons all over the place, and that's why it's so important for this defensive backfield to be ready, to be in position, to be communicating well, and you need to rely on that pass rush to get better, Cody. So I think it's obviously a big opportunity for these guys defensively. And one thing, too, is two years ago when Patrick Sertan was a rookie, the Broncos were four games left in the season. I don't, we all remember this. There was that game coming up against the Bengals that Denver had a chance to win. It could have changed the trajectory of the final whatever remaining games that they had there. Uh, Sertan was asked about that because they ended up losing all those games, losing out. Now they're in a position now, two years later, he's a little bit older. He's a little bit wiser. His thoughts on maybe what the team can do different with four games remaining this time around. We'll uh, throw this little bonus in here for Broncos country. Uh, I just remember, uh, you know, we, we had a great team uh, two years ago. We just didn't finish like how we wanted to. I think this year the main emphasis is finishing the season out the right way. Um, obviously, we got four games ahead of us, um, four crucial games, and, you know, we got a chance to prove our point and so make that playoff push, and that's the main thing right now. So with that you said, well, sir, kind of combining yeah. that, kind of combining yeah. what, what Pat had said there, you know, your thoughts on that. And then also we got to get to your defensive player to watch here in this game. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, who else has a chance to prove a point is, is Drew Sanders this week. Obviously oh. we don't know what the status of Nick Benito is going to be, but man, you want to talk about proving yourself out there. Drew Sanders, he's played a variety of different roles this year, obviously off ball linebacker early in the season, transitioning over to the edge more recently. And if Nick Benito can't go Drew Sanders snaps are going to, they're going to increase. And if his snaps are going to increase, what does that mean? We need to see effectiveness per snap, and we need to see him out there making plays. I don't believe he was one of the six players, Cody, that had a sack against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers last no. weekend, but maybe he could be one of the, I don't know how many guys are going to get a sack <laughs> against Jared Goff this week. But I'm looking forward to Drew Sanders getting increased snap count against the Detroit Lions it not not because it's at the expense of Nick Benito of course but because you want to see a young player get opportunities to thrive and I think Drew Sanders man he has a chance to be a game changer for this Broncos team and he's continuing to carve out a role for himself which gives the Broncos some flexibility especially when you talk about the optics of the inside linebacker Josie Jules contract expiring he's playing really good football right now so maybe Denver brings him back they extend him at some point, some interesting decisions that will be coming here for this Broncos team. We'll have you covered every step of the way here. Lockdown Broncos. One thing, we're going to do a little change-up. You know, we always talk about keys to victory, but we're going to do bold predictions this week as we share our thoughts on what we think is going to happen in Saturday's game. Broncos countries, if you're watching or listening along, you can also share your bold predictions as well with us on social media or in the YouTube comment section. We'll get into that here in just a moment on today's episode. Lockdown Broncos. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, you get to define how to give to yourself. And the holidays are a great time to do that. So whether it's by starting therapy, going easier on yourself during the tough moments, or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. And look, I'll, I'll vouch for it personally. The holidays are very tough, especially when your family is scattered out in different areas and you don't get the chance to see them. The holidays can be a lonely time. It can be a frustrating time. And I'll be very honest, as a human being, it's hard for me, but I utilize therapy. And in the times I've utilized better help in the past, it's been beneficial to me because I can schedule a sit down with my therapist at any time that I feel like is necessary. Or if something comes up out of the blue, you can book a session and you do it from the convenience of your own home, which I think is a granted luxury that not many of us choose to get. It makes it more comfortable and best of all, meets you exactly where you're at. And that's why I've benefited from better help therapy here. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, and then you get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you don't vibe well with your therapist, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. As we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Locked On Broncos diving into our bold predictions for Saturday's game. Once again, Broncos country, don't forget, the game is on Saturday, 6.15 p.m. Mountain Time on the NFL Network, or if you're in Denver locally, you can catch it on one of the local channels as well if you do not have the NFL Network. You can also expect the Lockdown Broncos post-game report immediately following that game with Sarah Bettinger and myself as we break down and recap all the action. So don't go to bed on Saturday and wake up on Sunday and say, oh, I missed the Broncos game. It is on Saturday night, 6.15 p.m. Mountain time here. Sarah, I like a little bit of a change up here from time to time. We always do keys to victory, which are always important. But I feel like we haven't done a lot of bold predictions overall this season. I feel like it'd be a nice little curveball here. So I'm going to lob this one up to you, my friend. Giving a bold prediction for Saturday's game, what do you see happening here for the Broncos? There, the floor is all yours. Well, hey, the Broncos came up with six sacks against the Los Angeles Chargers, right? So what if we round that up to seven for this Detroit game, Cody? What if the Broncos go out and get seven sacks against the Detroit Lions? I know Jared Goff, he's only been sacked 25 times this season. So just running a, a quick little bit of math there, that's roughly two sacks per game. So you're obviously banking on this Broncos pass rush by predicting seven sacks to go well above what the Lions are giving up. But hey, I mean, anything is possible with the way that Vance Joseph is calling these blitzes right now, the way the Broncos are getting home, the way they've been playing coverage, tight coverage, forcing the quarterback to hold on to the ball longer than you would want, or if you're the quarterback, that is. I think this is a possibility, Cody, at least to get five. I mean, of course, we're, we're talking bold predictions here. We're not talking realistic predictions. We're talking crazy stuff that could happen, right? So I think that seven sacks is something that I would love to see. If you got six last week, hey, go ahead and get seven this week against a quarterback that doesn't take too many sacks. Get him off his spot. Force him to make bad decisions with the football. And really, I think... You can do it from all different angles. We've seen defensive backs getting involved, pass rushers, interior linemen, off-ball linebackers. Everybody is getting in the mix as a pass rusher nowadays. See seven sacks against Jared Goff this week. Okay, hey, I'm with that. And look, Denver would have had seven last week. And every time I kept going back and watching the replay, I felt like on that Jaquan McMillan blitz where he strip-sacked the quarterback and picked it up and ran it for a touchdown, I honestly feel like that was a touchdown. That was a sack, strip-sack, fumble recovery, touchdown. 
Once again, Jaquan McMillan getting robbed against the Chargers for two a years play. in a but row. What's what's up with that, by the way? <laughs> Jaquan's got a real case there, but I, I do think that that could be very feasible. I mean, the the Chicago Bears sacked Jared Goff last week four times. Denver can amp that up, and I think one thing Sean Payton talked about this week as well in his Thursday press conference. He did a little conference call with us on Zoom. One of the things he said is just the being able to send different pressure looks. It's all about how well you disguise things and not show it. And I think Denver. You go back and you watch the film. They're not like they'll show times where they blitz. They might send a guy once in a while, but for the most part, you actually never know when they're blitzing. At times, it looks like they're playing coverage in the slot or even from the safety position. Then they send the all-out house there. I like that. A good disguise look is a recipe for disaster here for the Detroit Lions. Obviously, their offensive line's a little bit banged up there. Denver's going to have to capitalize, shut down the run a little bit. I like that. I think that's a great, bold prediction here. And look, I think we're going to be keeping count. We're going to be watching this all throughout the game here on Saturday evening. I'm going to go on the offensive side of the ball here for the Broncos. And I'm going to say my bold prediction for Denver on Saturday, Javante Williams will get his first 100-yard rushing game of the season here this Saturday. Now, he's been close. There's been two times this season he's been close. I think it was against the Packers and the Chiefs back-to-back. He had 82 yards in one game. He had 85 yards in one game. He hasn't gone over that. He hasn't gone over 90. He hasn't gone over 100 yet. I think here on Saturday, he's going to get his first 100-yard rushing game on the season. And there's been times, Sarah, it looks like Javante's close to break when there's a shoestring tackle, right? Usually it's hard to shoestring tackle a guy who runs through contact very efficiently. Had the 20-yard run where he hurdled the dude last week. Javante, I think, is getting healthy, fully healthy. And I think right now, Denver is going to be in a good position. My bold prediction, Javante over 100 yards for the first time this season on Saturday. Your thoughts on that? I'd love to see that. I mean, obviously, anytime you have a guy that goes for over 100 yards rushing, you're probably going to have success. Cody, I know the Broncos. I I need to look up this official statistic. I saw it during the game on Sunday, but I can't. I, it just popped into my head as you were talking about that. So we're going to need to look it up or somebody in the comment section find it for us. I think the Broncos are like 10 and one or something like that. When Javante Williams gets 15 or more carries, it it was a pretty staggering statistic. You know, the fact that he hasn't had that many games with 15 plus carries was kind of crazy to me in general. But the fact that the Broncos had been so dominant when he does get 15 plus carries is kind of crazy. So it's something like that. It's, it's a pretty, it's true. number. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 10 and one. So, I mean, uh, yeah. look at that. The, the The fact is when you give Javante the ball, when you feed him, I mean, good things are happening for the offense. He is creating so much for this team. He's done a lot more recently as a receiver as well. So I really like that bold prediction, Cody, because a hundred yards for Javante Williams, unless it comes apparently on 14 or less carries, uh, it's probably going to result in the team winning the game. So I'm definitely on board for that. Now we'll see how it continues to progress here for Denver. And I think as well, you know, Javante's having a down year when you look at like yards per carry. He's facing a stacked box consistently this season. Probably more so, I think, outside of guys like Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's probably the only other guy, according to NFL Next Gen Stats, that really sees as much of a stacked box. And we talk about, you know, rush yards over expectation. Javante's been a top leader in that category consistently throughout this year, despite the fact that there's a low yard per carry average there. There's still times where he's moving the chains for the Broncos, getting involved in the pass catching game. Obviously, Samaje's got a lot of catches, but I mean, Javante's not too far off. He's had, I think, his career high was in his rookie season. He had 43 catches. Right now, he's at 32 catches on the year. There's four games left. If he gets 
three or four catches. He's going to get there. He's going to get back to kind of what the average is there. But maybe if he can go on a little bit of a tear here, can Javante become a monster in these final four games? He still has a chance to get over 1,000 yards rushing on the season, which would be a very, very interesting point for him coming off of the ACL, the complete knee injury that he had. So, Broncos country, let us know your bold predictions. If you're watching in the YouTube comments or if you're listening wherever you get your podcast, you can interact with us on social media at Cody Work NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Lockdown Broncos. But that'll wrap up today's episode of the show. Broncos country, we appreciate you so much for tuning in, rocking with us. Make sure after the game on Saturday evening, you come here, Lockdown Broncos. We'll keep you posted, keep you covered here with the Lockdown Broncos post-game report. Broncos country, we'll see you then.